Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss welcome to sacrilegious discourse i'm husband and i'm wife together we're reading the bible for the very first time we grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about well what have we learned so far that god is a dick And apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you know what today is? I do. What is it? It's a day. It's Q&A Saturday. That is correct. That's what it is. So what are we queuing and aing today? We are going to talk about David and we are going to talk about the Moabites. Oh, okay. And this is covering chapters uh, 11 through, f- no. No, 16, 16 through, through 20. 20. Man, I'm like a week behind apparently. You are, right? All right. Um, so 
go ahead and get into this, I guess. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, wife. Yes, husband. Did you know that we are now on Patreon? Um, yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. (laughs) So we're on Patreon now. Are we? We are. And our supporters can go there and support us. And we have multiple levels all the way up to You Killed God. That sounds really drastic and escalated quickly-ish. Well, no, there's multiple levels before there. So it it escalates on a sliding scale of, you know, cheap to to not cheap. But, you know, we can definitely use any amount. So, like, any support is always appreciated. So what exactly is Patreon? It's a place where you can show your support for our podcast. Just our podcast? Any podcast or any (laughs) performer. But, you know, we're the ones that, you know, you're listening to right now. So maybe you should, uh, you know, support us. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But we love you anyway. So all you got to do is go to Patreon. Look up Sacrilegious Discourse. It's actually patreon.com forward slash Sacrilegious Discourse is our actual main page there. So head on over and send us some love. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, so we're going to talk about David. Before I get into Moab, yeah. I just want to make two little notes. Just okay? two? Just two. Okay. Little notes. First, um, I don't know that... You recall this? I certainly didn't. But David was known as the sweet psalmist of Israel. Was he now? He was a that sweet is, psalmist. That is news to me. Yeah. Well, apparently it was mentioned in Second Samuel chapter 23. Yeah. I'm sure it was. I'm sure. But. Whatever. I don't recall it. I don't either. So, yeah. He was known as the sweet psalmist because he wrote so many psalms. Yeah. And he especially wrote psalms to thank the Lord. On the day the Ark of the Covenant was brought to Jerusalem. I mean, Remember, they were very in love with each other. Like, thank yeah. you, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, oh, God loves you, too. And blah, blah, blah. Apparently, some of his psalms appear in the book of Psalms. Oh. Right. Okay. So. So he's like, like an actual psalm author, huh? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that also um, has to do with, like, why he was assigning specific important people the role of music. Because right, he was, it was very important to him. Yeah. Right. He was writing all that this. Makes, that makes some sense. Right? I, yeah. I found that very, okay, I'll, I'll accept that. I, I, okay. Sweet psalmist. Sweet psalmist. Okay. That needs to be, like, a precursor title whenever we mention, mention him now. Mm-hmm. Sweet mm-hmm. psalmist David. David. Giant killer. Sweet psalmist. 
I say we just leave the giant killer off because that wasn't really him. It wasn't him. So and there weren't giants. Right. There's, there's <laughs> always that. There's always that. Yeah. Okay. Nor were there talking donkeys. Right. Or talking snakes. Or unicorns. Right. Or dragons. I mean, there's none of the bullshit. No. Yeah. No. Okay, so the second point is um, we were like, why did God say no to David's offer of building him Right, yeah. It a house, I mean, like, right? who gives a shit, right? If he wants yeah. to build you a fucking temple, let him build you a fucking temple. Well, the truth of the matter is... The David, truth, huh? The truth. We're gonna we're talking about truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. David was a man of war. Whoa. Even though it God's fault, he was worry. Was, was it though? I mean, whatever. It was springtime. That's why he was worried. Yeah. See. <laughs> um. And God wanted a man of peace to build His temple. Oh. That's why Solomon. So David wasn't quite good enough, huh? Correct. Hmm. Correct. Hmm. And Solomon was the one. His son Solomon got to build the temple. He was peaceful, I guess. Like he he had a lot of people visit him and he had bring all him these shit. And he had and lots of wives. And he had a hot tub. And I mean, you really couldn't go warring if you wanted to have sex was, with all those wives. He so. was so wise. Remember, he was the I mean, wisest. He was the wisest ever in all the land. Yeah, ever. ever. On the planet. Forever and Forever. Ever. He's still the wisest. But God still doesn't like him at the end of the book. Right. So. Exactly. There's that. So even he wasn't really good enough. Right. Yeah. So there's those two points. Okay. Yeah. But now let's get on to David with regard to the Moabs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there's a question that I came across that I thought was so fucking interesting. Okay. Where is David's birth story? David's like, birth story? Like him being born, you know, like all of, and then we learn all about him. Well, they kind of just found him on a fucking farm. Right. But like Abraham is introduced with a whole genealogy. King Saul is introduced with a genealogy. Right. But other than naming his father as Jesse. Yeah. David's genealogy is completely missing from the book of Samuel. Interesting. And it that is a book with more than 40 chapters dedicated to David's fucking life. Huh. But they don't talk about him in childhood at all. Right, right. So the Bible tells us the names of the mothers of all kings in the Davidic dynasty but one. David. David's mother is not mentioned. Huh. At all. Wow. Right? That's crazy. Yeah. The Bible doesn't tell the story of David's birth, give his genealogy, or talk about his mother, perhaps because of a controversial element in his lineage. Okay. Which it refers to, which it prefers to avoid discussing. No. Can the Bible be tainted with controversial lineage? Yes. No way. Do you not do you controversial know, lineage? Do you know what that controversial Tragic. lineage is? Based on what you introduced the chapter or this this conversation as, I'm guessing he was part Moabite. He was. Through his mother, um um no, his grandmother Ruth. Oh, that's right. I forgot his... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, wow. Okay. So he's like quarter Moabite. Yeah. No, he's an eighth Moabite. Eighth. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can never get those things straight. Yeah. He, um, David's... Specifically, the tradition found in the Book of Ruth of David's descent from a Moabite woman... Yeah. ...is simply one version of an ancient tradition connect connecting David's family with Moab, who are non-Israelites, of right, course. Right, right. So, um, there are two passing comments in the books of Samuel and Kings that imply that this tradition was already known to the authors of these works. 
So huh. they knew. They just didn't want they, to admit it. They on purpose left these bits out. So wait, I, I have to just go with this a little bit because this means hypothetically, if we go with this from the Christian perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So Israelites are the are God's chosen people, right? Mm-hmm. And David is the beginning of the begin. Like it's where we start to like track the lineage of Christ when we get to the New Testament, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we're saying that the Son of God is mm-hmm. not purely from the chosen people. Correct. But yes and no, because let us not forget that the Moabites come from Lot. Right. Remember, Lot was the one who was humped by his two daughters. Sure. So. Well, but how far back do we take this? Because hypothetically, according to the Bible, they all came from Adam and Eve, right? Right. right. We could go back as far as you want. But when we're actually talking about the beginning of what Israelites are and Mm -hmm. the, the Israelite clans, this is not, they were not part of that group. Right. So, and and that fails a test, in my opinion. Oh, no, like I totally Like, that, that fails something. Right. Like, something's off there. I totally as agree. As far as what they want to portray, anyway. That's why they don't mention it. They just neglect right. to mention it. Right. So, when David runs away from Saul, remember? He ran away when he was like, well, yeah. Saul he was, was trying to kill him. throwing fucking spears at him. Yeah. So, he flees to all these various different places, right? Including the Philistine city of Gath to become a mercenary soldier on their behalf. Right. Remember? Yeah. But when he wants to keep his parents safe, mm-hmm. he chooses to send them to Moab. And that's right. in First Samuel. Yeah. Why the fuck would he do that, right? Because well, he's part Moabite. He left them with the king of Moab. Not just the Moabites. Wow. The king of Moab. Right? So this guy's got some ties even high up in the Moabites. That's interesting. So right? this is almost like he formed an alliance to get his power or something. Who knows? Somehow, maybe. Who knows? So his parents stayed with him all the time that David was in the Philistines or okay. was with the Philistines. Okay. Okay. Yep. So why would a simple shepherd from a Judah a Judahite family hold such intimate connections with the king of Moab? Right. 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 right? Even more puzzling is why would the fucking king of Moab agree to protect David's family? Right. Like why would he go to the king and then why would the king say yes? Right. Like. Both, those are two separate questions. Yeah, that's a big ask. Like, right? you're asking a fucking king. Yeah. So, now. How did you even get was, into the king? Now, to be fair, David was killing his tens of thousands. He was. So, like, he was a powerful, you know, general. All right. So, I will maybe give you, that's how he got into the throne room. Sure. He he was, like, well known or whatever as a killer of thousands. Right. Okay? Right. So, he could walk into the throne room and get an appointment with the king. Right. I will give you that much. Why would he ask this king of all people to protect his family? And why would the king be like, yeah, sure, no probs. Right. Right? Yeah. So the king of Moab's behavior would make more sense if we can assume that this account was part of a Davidic tradition, which assumed David's family ties to the Moabites, which is obviously what we've been getting at this whole time, right? So there are a lot of rabbis who seemed to pick up on that thread and explain that David's great-grandmother Ruth was the daughter of Eglon, king of Moab, who was himself, according to those same rabbis, the grandson of Balak. Oh, wow. Right? Damn, talk about some tie-ins, right? Now, that may not be true. Right. Because this is just a story that... But that's interesting because Balak was... Oh, wait. 
no, Balak was the okay. No, he was the one that summoned Balaam. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry, I'm just trying to make sure I had my um your B people words, correct. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So he. Okay. Sorry. Right. I'm, go ahead. Continue. So that's interesting, right? It is very interesting. Yeah. So this may merely be an attempt to connect Ruth with the only named Moabite kings from the Bible before the time of Ruth. Sure. But it's just interesting that they do that nonetheless. Right. 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 Regardless, it seems likely that the rabbis picked up on the actual problem, which is the inexplicable behavior of David and the king of Moab. Right. Right? Yeah. Whatever whatever they did, you know, they were like, there's a problem here and we need to make a fix. Yeah. And so they did. Right. And I would I would well, I wonder I wonder who's more offended by the fact that there's Moabite there. Right? Is it the the is it Judaism or is it Christianity? I wonder who that who that that offends more as far as their thinking of what the Bible I, holds and can and and attests to. I would think that um, Judaism would be more offended than Christians, because right? Because I don't think Christians trace shit back that fuck, far. Right? They don't give a fuck, right? But Judaism does very much go from the fact that they are God's people, Israelites, mm-hmm. and they these names and this history of this people very is very important to them, right? Like the oral tradition of passing down all these stories and arguing over, like when I say argue, like a, a Jewish argument is not the same as like a argument argument where they're in discussion over interpreting all the laws and, right. you know, the Torah and all that. I do like, though, that the fact that I, I, I think I appreciate the people that are like rabbis more so than I do. Preachers oh, I priests. totally, totally. Because I feel like even if it hurts them some, they will, they will, they'll study it. They'll, yes. they'll answer the questions that may not be nice to them, you know, like, yeah, they, they're willing to dig into it and be like, you know what? They Maybe want the wrong. answers more than they want to be right. Right. And right. I can appreciate that because that At is, least in the studying like that we've done yes. so far with this Bible. The, oh yeah. And we're totally generalizing. Yeah. Of course, no. Of course. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, the people that found this information were rabbis. Mm-hmm. So, like, the information you have here is from rabbis, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's just, that's very interesting to me because it, it seems like it would hurt their story worse. Yeah, but, so. yeah, so that's interesting. Um, so it may be, obviously, this is what we've been building to, that David was actually very closely related and acquainted, not just related, right. but and acquainted with the Moabite king. And if that is the case, it would definitely be something the author of the book of Samuel would not want readers to know. Right. Right. Okay? Yeah. So. Okay. That's why they left it out. Mm-hmm. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's no other reason to leave that shit out. But it's funny, though. They tiptoe around it enough that it's still mm-hmm. able to be found out if you right. just think about if it. If you dig a little bit. Which, you know, on the surface, I didn't think about it. But I, I this either. is our first go through. You know, oh, like yeah, I've yeah. never. I don't. Again, we don't claim to be. You know, scholars, we are digging into things and we are interested in stuff like this. Sure. But on a first read through, I would have never picked up on that. Here's the thing. I am interested in the work of others. I am not interested in doing the work myself. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's I the, am I mean, just interested enough to read what other people have put together. Honestly, with the Bible, that's way too much fucking lineage to dig through. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. That's, on the surface, the stories are fun sometimes and they're interesting mm-hmm. and they're somewhat historical and things like that right Mm -hmm. but if you really want to dig into what the meat of the old testament is it's a very much based in lineage so yeah yeah 
So David's war against Moab and his harsh treatment of their army later yeah. seems completely out of place considering that David's great-grandmother was a Moabite, right? Right, Ruth, right. right? Yeah. So, you know, he went from my family, please take care of them to now I'm going to wipe you all out. Right. Right? Yeah. So that But goes, was that some writer saying mm, that... There's, there's um, some... Uh, speculation okay. that I will get to in a minute. Okay. Um, anyway, um, you know, considering that he was of Moabite descent and that he had entrusted his mother and father into the care of the Moabites, um, it may have been that the Moabites mistreated or even killed David's parents and oh. perhaps even his brothers. Oh. Like after he became king. Okay. Right? All right. Like, that would make sense. Maybe they didn't do... Maybe David didn't do something that they wanted, so they were, like, using them as leverage. As hostages. Right. Right. And, I mean, that makes sense, too. Right. Like, you... We we went with you out on this limb because you are family, but we can only go so far and... Well, and power is power. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, if I have a chance to use something as leverage against you, I'm going to. Sure. And sure. apparently that didn't work out for him. Or also, maybe... <laughs> maybe... um they helped put David on the throne, as you suggested earlier. Right, right. And then um, David like went back on some promises that he had made, and right. that made them kill his family. And so and that, that made David right. Like clearly, there was like something happened between the time that he brought his family there and was like seen by the king and made this ask, and the king agreed, and it was totally cool. And then his family's never mentioned again. Right. And the next time we hear about him, anything, David is, like, trying to wipe their shit out. Right, right. So something happened. Yeah. And they lo- that would be an interesting story to, like, if, yeah. there were, if there is a story about it, that would be an interesting story. It would. It would. There's it probably had- not. I'm sure that's lost. Maybe it's in the book of the, you know, the Chronicles of the Kings, the Kings of the Chronicles, the Chronicle. I doubt the- it because that's an entirely different author and they would not have wanted to talk about David's relation yeah. to the Moabites. and. You would have to address that. Right. In order to talk about what happened and why. Right. So there was also an element of fulfillment by David of earlier prophecy involved in which Balaam, who had been summoned by Balak, an earlier king of Moab. Yeah. Right. Following Israel's um, exodus from Egypt for the purpose of cursing the Israelites. Instead, blessing them. Right. Right. And specifically indicated that a king of Israel would someday crush the forehead of Moab. Hmm. So. Okay. And that happened. So. Yeah. I got a. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we covered at some other point, though, that is this an actual, like, is the, the fight with Moab, was that an actual historical account? Or was that something that was contrived? I don't know. It, okay. There is a point from which... Um, it's hard to tell where the line is between this person is actually we're talking about a tribe, yeah. not a, a individual person versus, OK, but now we are actually talking about, you know, a person. Right. So I don't know when well, it goes from person to tribe. No, that's not what I'm that's not what I was. Oh, asking. Okay. I was asking. So, like, some of the battles are real historical events. Right. right. Some of the battles that they talk about. Like, when we go into the Asimov book sometimes, they're like, Mm -hmm. that never actually happened that we can figure out. Like, there's no historical account of that actually happening. Right. Right. So, some of it is, like, purposeful storytelling to maybe complete Mm. a prophecy. Right. Got it. Okay. And I'm just curious if that was a historical event or if it was just contrived. 
Mm, that I couldn't tell you. Okay. I don't know enough about either. Right, right. So, well, it, and that's all right. I mean, you know, we don't know everything. So right. if somebody does know the answer, maybe we can like touch on it again at some other point. But I was just something that crossed my mind is maybe that's a contrived fight that was done right. versus maybe I, I'm curious if it was real or, or not. That's all. Right. So. Well, I had to, again, do a rabbit hole this week because there, this whole Chronicles thing is just the retelling of shit we already know. Right. So... Well, this is how you know that our fucking shit is like off the cuff because I'm here sitting here asking a question that we didn't research the answer to. Right, so. right. <laughs> oh well. But um, that that's all I have for today. That was the rabbit hole that I brought you. Yeah. And didn't really answer any questions, but certainly presented some interesting no, was, food for thought. I, I actually was very interested in this one. This was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to mention one thing before we get off here, um, and that is. In the beginning of our podcast for the next uh, few days, so going forward, there is going to be an announcement coming up. Um, we'd love for you all to pay attention to that coming up here. Um, I'm not going to say what it is just yet because we don't have all the things put together. But at the beginning of every podcast between now and next uh, Thursday, mm-hmm. there will be an announcement of something coming up, which we would love for you all to participate in if you are able. Yep. So... Clear your schedules now for Thursday night, Mm -hmm. and we will get an official announcement tomorrow as to what's going on. Yeah. All right. I think that's all we got for tonight, and we will be back tomorrow with... Um, Sacrilegious (laughs) Book Club. (laughs) It took you a minute. It did. It did. It always does. Wait, what are we doing? What's tomorrow? We'll also have the weekly replay tomorrow, and then we'll be back on Monday with... First Chronicles Chapter 21. Awesome. We'll see you guys then. Worcestershire sauce. Hey wife, I guess that's the end? But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.